Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan. And this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games, sometimes about Ryan and how he can very seldomly focus on one thing at one time. Ryan, what are you what are you currently I'm, currently doing? I'm rolling this ball <laughs> on my phone. It's a stress ball. It says brainstorm. And uh Jake, we haven't talked about this, but I'm gonna bring it up. All right. Go Saturday, I made a phone call. I called you. I said, Jake. Oh, yes. I, I, I love you. <laughs> we haven't made eye contact. We haven't point. made eye contact. I can't even look at you. Um, I think I was in the midst of a nervous breakdown, but it was a little less breakdown, a little more nervous to tell you that I love you because somebody had brought up my dead cat and I got really sad about that. And I called like 10 people. I I uh, was and, a little drunk. And nobody picked up. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> um, some people picked up. Some people did not. Some people choose. I choose not to read their response. So, yeah, was that random? <laughs> I talked to you for like a minute. No, you you were. Um, I gathered that you were in a bit of an emotional state. So yes. The Did first, I tell you that my cat? I was like, somebody brought up my cat, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, and see, I was under the impression that your cat was already dead. He is dead. Yeah, I remember. I remember the day that it happened. Yes, uh, we were because we were together. <laughs> we, we were also drinking, drinking the day. And that my it mom happened. called and she was like, "Hey, we're gonna have to put down your cat." And I looked over at Jake. I forget off the phone. I was like, "Hey, we man, to we go. gotta go." <laughs> They're putting on my cat, and you're like, "You okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, but it might y'all, be different when I get there." Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but your cat was actually like 17. Yeah, very. Old. And it's been dead for two years but like i don't know it just got brought up man and i fucking lost it i think i've been on the verge of a nervous breakdown for a little bit because recently i was like hey i'm gonna get a tattoo so is it it's a terrible idea i don't know what i'm gonna get stuff going on in your life do you think or is it just the general state maybe it's medication (laughs) i don't know my mom keeps saying like hey how's your medication maybe you should go get that checked i'm like mom this is like a week in time i don't know I have no idea. I think COVID-19 is infringed on my life so much that I've become a little bit of a homebody and I'm looking for an escape. And like those escapes involve like being emotionally whatever or just getting tattoos. Well, at least but I'm pretty fucking crazy. So I'm learning that about myself. See, all this time, everybody thought that I was the one slowly going crazy, sitting in my house all day, no. shouting about random things. But it turns out... It's been me the whole time. Yeah, the person who was discovering his own emotions was actually the one that couldn't handle it. (laughs) I can't, dude. I can't. As a teenager, I just... It was a bad, bad, badness. And it's good to be out of the funk. Today's like the first day I've been out of my funk for like a week or so. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So but for, it's very interesting to share because it's like taking a trek into a world I haven't been into in a long, long time. For the listeners at home, this is what happened. Uh, my girlfriend and I were, it was a Saturday evening. It was like 7.30, 8 o'clock. That's all right. We were sitting uh, on our couch. I had just ordered some Korean fried chicken strips. Did not share that with me when we um, spoke. And fried rice. And it paid like $40 to have it delivered to my house. On $40? <laughs> it was quite a lot I'm of- I'm surprised you weren't fucking emotional too. Yeah, no kidding. But also I got three meals out of it. So maybe it was, it, it, it paid off works after a while. But no, very good food. But- so I was sitting there eating. Uh, I was in the middle of a, a, a ginger garlic chicken strip. <laughs> oh, I called you during food time. Yeah, and oh, so my bad, dog. and so I answered the phone, and Ryan was like, "Hey, man, uh, I just <laughs> hey, wanted man. to say, yeah, that's how he always answers the phone." But he's like, "Hey, man, I just wanted to say, I love you." <laughs> Somebody uh, talked about my cat, and yeah, Umbrella Academy. I'm. J- I guess I'm just sad because there's like two days until the end of the world. I just want to let you know that I love you and yeah. you're a good you're a good friend. And I was like, Yeah. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I got pretty so. emotional. I don't get that way, man. It really when I thought about it, I would get really embarrassed about that stuff. No, nah, you like, shouldn't Ew. be embarrassed about that. No, I get embarrassed about burying my soul. And I think this is a little different opening, and I kind of dig that, but at the same time other people may not. Um let me read you the I'm list sure. of people I've called. I'm sure. I'm sure they will miss all the the dick jokes and the the normal tomfoolery we get to about. Oh yeah, um, I literally call my sister, my mother, my brother in law, Derek, Austin. I called you. I called my cousin. Two of my cousins called Amanda, Tony, called Alex, called Mike Norris. Yep. Mike and Norris my, got on the list. <laughs> Mike Norris made the list, and I called my other cousin in the north. So, in the north, <laughs> consider yourself lucky if I called you. Not many people are going to be listening to this, so I feel okay with sharing it. But it's man, good. probably none of the people, none of the other people got a phone call on that list, though. None of the other people got none a call. Of, none of the other people that are listening to this. Oh, yeah. Called. Definitely nobody else got a call who was so. going to be listening to this, except maybe Derek. Derek may listen. Um, maybe not. But yeah, Fuck I'm you, a little Derek. fucking crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think of things sometimes. I'm like, that's wild. Why would I think that? Well, I think it's don't kill yourselves, people. Every, don't every kill now yourselves. And then, maybe it is a healthy thing to get in touch with your own uh, emotions every now and then. I don't know, and man. My emotions them. take me to a different place. It's a lot of darkness, man. Uh, I think I kind of I, I feel like I'm a pretty level-headed person for the, the most part. Uh, sometimes I get sad when I think about how things used to be, and when I think about how call things me used big to dog. Be, I'm right here for you. When I think about how things used to be, it's mostly like remember when it was like you go out to like you could go out to eat. And like shit, that was pretty fun, right? Yeah, and like you'd have to wear a mask or coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, remember when you could just stand like dick to butt with somebody else and like hardcore like, <laughs> and just get it right up in their taint, <laughs> and they couldn't say anything legally. Apparently, yeah, that was before the Me Too movement, and that was what everybody. <laughs> that was the Me First movement went in a different direction <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. That's the Me First movement. Um, <laughs> that's how we met. That's uh, 
That's how we That's met. That's how our love ago. began. <laughs> we hit the grocery store. A lot of you probably don't know this. I don't know if we've said this before, but Ryan was my technically my manager. That's right, bitch. At, <laughs> at, um, I was your dominatrix at at a particular local grocery store chain that in we've North Carolina. Numerous times by name, probably. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, uh, yeah. I and told you, I was like, hey, yo, this floor ain't going to lick itself, and neither will these boots. <laughs> this, you didn't say that, but I can tell you I that. said, move act- your way up this leg I and get that scrope, my dog. <laughs> an actual thing that happened the first time we worked together. Oh, really? Is that you were, you were what they called them were CSLs, so customer service leaders. Cock-sucking lips. Well, yeah. Basically, all you did was you'd stand behind the desk every now and then somebody would buy a lottery ticket, and at the end of the night, you'd count the cash drawers, and that's about it. That's well, about- no, no, no. No, 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 Jake. You the- miss out on the finesse that I possess. I would tell people, I would be like, You did announce I would joke around with people and I could really work a crowd. Yeah. I could really work you a really, customer. You really worked that. Um, you really worked the phone lines, didn't There's you? There's some people that I could work yeah. pretty hardcore, putting, man. Putting people on hold, paging people when you had to make them announcements. We people naturally love that adapted shit to that too. Up. Absolutely. So I was just a lowly bag boy. And the thing that I didn't realize about being a bag boy, this was like my third day at work. Um, is that you're working with men? <laughs> was that? Well, no, it's that the bag boy is also the person that has to clean up like the grossest things. Yeah, you're the, the bitch. Well, yeah, basically <laughs> I was. So I had to go. I had to go clean the. Um, I had to go clean the bathrooms. Yeah, I was 18 deep, years like. old. I had never scrubbed a toilet in my fucking life. But before. you were illegal. Yeah, and so I think at the end of the night. I was like, "Hey, I, I I took out the trash and I cleaned the uh, clean clean the bathrooms. I think they're pretty clean." And you're like, "All right, man, sounds good." And then I left, and I remember that is one of the most, the first memories I had of Ryan was I just said, asking, All right, man. Him, asking him to be like, "Yeah, the bathrooms are clean," and you just being like, "Yeah, I don't care." <laughs> So were you looking for acceptance? You're like I was looking for. I didn't know who I had to impress or who I had to. That's before I probably grew any kind of facial hair or any body hair in general. You're like 25. Nah, no, fuck you, dude. I was not 25. You're an ass clown. If you were 18, I was probably like 20, maybe 21. You either way, I was drinking like it was 21. If (laughs) this was 2010. 2010 that was yeah. 10 years ago so i was 22 <laughs> we did the math yeah you were 29 uh, 20, you liar you are 18 fuck you <laughs> oh god anyways yep. <laughs> dick yeah one of one of our first one of my first memories together i don't even remember um, our, my first memory of you i think that another one very early on you said that your parents died in a car accident yeah and I thought you were kidding, and I asked who raised you. Like, did you get raised by wolves? And you're like, I said my, my grandma. Yeah, you said my grandparents, and then you walked away with your head held down. And I think I messaged you on Facebook like the same night, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, man. You're like, I made that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I used that on a bunch of people. I told my mom about that. She's like, Brian. <laughs> it was so awful. I loved. I, I got loved pretty how, good at it too. Yeah, you would convince every every new person that would ever walk into that store. You had like a different a different angle you were trying to work with them just to see the kind of the I just things you could get away with everybody's lives and make them question sanity <laughs> and also dark you humor tried to gaslight like everybody favorite. that walked to that store. Basically. I just enjoy dark humor too. 
But once I get to know somebody and they get to know me, then it's like, oh yeah, you're bullshit and you're you're an asshole. Absolutely, it is. It always winds up being like completely different. But but look, I'm not doing it now, <laughs> and we've been doing this for a little while. We have. We've got some actually. We've had some genuinely, um, genuinely good moments on this podcast. I think. I'd yeah, like but not to think. too many more because you know, uh, what is this? Eighty four. We only have. 16 more after this yeah that's right 16 more and then the show's over maybe who knows <laughs> who knows uh Definitely. man i was just scrolling through our facebook and i just saw shia LaBeouf's chest tattoo again and what is Dude, going on with that guy? Can, <laughs> i know yeah. we talked about this last week but what is happening with him <laughs> what a crazy dude i have seen him on hot ones and you could tell that he is like the guy who is slightly twitching on like sanity and he can go all the way down yeah. to insane real quick and it's just it's you don't want to you want that to be like your best friend somebody who you know when shit gets crazy they're gonna get your back but at the same time that's gonna be the person that's gonna cause shit to get crazy they say that sanity is like gravity all you need is a little push oh i see what you did there okay mr joker <laughs> mr joker <laughs> jake speaking can I, of which <laughs> can i tell you something that's got me upset what's got you upset well let me just tell you what's got me upset is it the golden girl's house no, no. See, I thought you might be going in the news, and I just want to hit you with this. That literally, I ordered Destroy All Humans Correct. in April. Yes. That comes out next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, which is... I am told by Amazon that my ass will not get it till next Thursday. That kind of really defeats the entire purpose of pre-ordering something, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I could still cancel the order, but I'm hopeful that it would come in early. I mean, I live in Kernersville, so Kernersville is pretty close to the Amazon plant where things will be delivered from. Yeah, but they, they might not. That's more of a distribution center. I don't know if they have... Dis- distribute it to Dis- me now! Di- to all the humans. I want it. I, I mean, like... Of course, your other option run, is, of course, really... canceling that and ordering it online and just downloading it, but... Well, in the long run, it doesn't really mean anything because, I mean, like, let's say, like, ten years from now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it two days late. Well, decided to never do that again. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. And plus, I played the old game and I beat it already. And I'm just I waiting for the already. new game for the I comparison. <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested in going in on that, so I might consider actually going in on that just so we can have a little bit of a back and forth on on a new game for once. Well, <laughs> we new, do a have new a remake game. of a new old game. Yeah, we do have a new game we could talk about. Hit me off with it, dog. Go so, ahead. Um, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, which apparently is how it's supposed to be pronounced based on what the characters say in the game. <laughs> it wasn't Hiroshima. Yeah, nope. No ghosts there, probably. They've uh, all been vaporized <laughs> by the A-bomb. Um, oh, God. <laughs> that um, messed up? That really did happen. This uh, this game, so if, if you've... Uh, for the uninitiated, this is probably the last major PlayStation 4 exclusive. You uh, think so? Until the PS5 comes out. You think so? It's like saying the last one until like four months from now. But. Dude, that bums <laughs> me out, dog. It is it is the end of an era and as an end of an era game I find it a bit strange because I almost feel like something a game that would be coming out in the final year of a console generation would really be able to showcase the entirety of what that console can do and I I feel like this game is not that 
So I, I do believe that this game is it's beautiful, but it's more because of the color choices and like the artistic, the whole general art style rather than this has the best graphics. This has what the about best. location? The location is amazing. It's set in uh, feudal Japan. It's set in the year 1274, I believe, when the Mongol invasion, um, the Mongols invaded Japan. Um, and, and though I understand that the garb that they wear is not reflective of that time period. It's, it's more 17th. More reflective of stuff from the later feudal era, so right before basically Matthew Perry rocked up in the 1850s. Is like, hey, Japan, Matthew you want to Perry? Matthew Perry, man. <laughs> you mean the guy Chandler? Yep, Chandler went to Japan. And he's like, hey, you guys want to trade some rice and stuff? And he's like, all right, I guess we'll guess we'll end this. So for about, I think it was like eight, six hundred, eight hundred years, Japan was like, I guess we're just gonna close off to outsiders and we're not gonna we're just gonna focus coronavirus on <laughs> yeah they were they were originally they were really good at it so based on this time period you could definitely see why um but yeah it's 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 kind of a mixture of it's set in this time period it's obviously fictional characters a fictional story but it's set kind of in the False. framework of that that um sort of realistic time period and an actual historical event and it's heavily influenced by the films of uh, Akira Kurosawa, who uh, I've probably talked about, and I, we you talked about a, him last week. We watched a lot of his stuff in in film school, and he's he was highly influential and in, across the world of film, and a lot of his stuff I really did dig. There's actually a Kurosawa mode in this game, to where you can play it with a, a black and white film grain filter, and, and also, you can fucking jump off the roof and stab a motherfucker and yeah. assassinate him. The audio is all like muted, muted and weird. And, uh, you know, it's a cool thing. It's definitely like a novelty. I what do you mean it. muted and weird? Um, it sounds like uh, if you're watching, if you've ever watched a movie from like the 50s and stuff, like the sound is just a bit like muted and tinny. And so there's a lot of music in this game and a lot of like sound effects and stuff. And everything just sounds a bit like, like and they've taken all the bass out of it, basically. Mm. And it sounds, everything sounds a bit far away. It's a cool effect for sure. But I, I've played it for like a half hour and I was like, I'm just going to go back to like the regular. <laughs> but it does give you the chance to go back to the regular. You're not stuck Absolutely. and fucked and you on can, that. Yeah, you can go into the menu at any time. Like I was really stressed out at first because the, the, when you're setting it up, you know how you, when you ever you start a new game and it's like move the slider until this random fucking thing is barely visible. And I'm always like, what does barely visible mean? It's subjective. It is subjective. So it's like, is my brightness properly calibrated? Am I going to regret this decision? Can you I go back and change it about every time? What's going to happen I've here tonight? I've talked about this game for five minutes. I've only talked about the brightness slider in an optional mode on the game. It's okay. Let me change the color in this room. <laughs> Look, ah, is that you like much the more? Much more soothing. There's your purple. <laughs> much more that soothing and hipsterish tone mm, maybe yes. i'll include that little bit that we talked about at the beginning where we spent You'll you know, five minutes with it. ryan playing with the remote on the this? LED lights <laughs> uh, just keep talking i'm just gonna play the remote a little bit we're gonna get something <laughs> nice going on here oh there it is again what yeah. the fuck i don't it, like when it does that Ooh, it gets weird whenever it's like that it's flashing faster than i thought it ever could oh my god it's i actually don't like right now i don't like looking at that that's a bit i, I, I can't out. stop looking at it 
<laughs> I'm uh, too, my eye, my pupils are wide open, and they're just reflecting the c- uh, visual cacophony going on behind. This one's me. got like a, a thump to it, like a heartbeat. Like when I look at your head and look at the black screen of the TV, which the lights are on, it's like. I told you these. I told you these edibles were gonna kick in. Yeah, they really are. Good God. Yeah, the, the game the game asks you to pick like a oh god his eyes are <laughs> fucking wide ass open right now. <laughs> Jake, this is different. It's a lot different. Oh, okay. I'm not sure you're gonna make it, man. If you, I if think this, I may have an epilepsy. I Go think we keep, both keep talking we both it, might have a seizure if you keep it. If I don't wrestle the remote away from. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I was stressed about that. I was like, oh, am I gonna play it in normal mode? Am I gonna play it in Kurosawa mode? Am I gonna do Japanese uh, language? Because it felt weird being like, oh, this is the year twelve seventy four, but everybody's talking in English in Japan. I felt like that might ruin the experience, so I started with the Japanese language. But the thing I realized very quickly was I can't do it, man. I was trying to do this. I can't yeah, do you it. Can't, you the can't look at that? So goddamn fast. <laughs> The, the thing about video games is that there's a lot of audio cues like, hey, look out, that guy's got a sword. He's going to slice your head off. When you change the language of that and you have to read that in a subtitle instead, suddenly that becomes a very big distraction for you. Uh, so, I think so, especially if he is in the fact doing yeah. that as an action yeah, right at so that moment. You, and if you miss that, if you're reading subtitles instead of paying your attention to gone. the person that's actually cleaving your head off. So... And I think that since, oddly enough, this is a game set in feudal Japan, but it's developed by Sucker Punch. So um, that that studio that's done, what, Sly Cooper, I think? That's yes. one of their big yes. claims of fame. Um, so it's a, Western, it's a Western studio. So Maybe primarily, four. the primary English, the pr- sorry, primary language in this is English. So when you dub it in different languages, like, like Japanese, the the audio and the um, the voice acting doesn't sync up anymore, which is ah, weird. So the English is the prime classic intended to be the primary thing, which is something that kind of surprised me. So I switched back to English, switched back to normal mode, and I have to I yeah, it's it's just a video game at this point. In the cutscenes, maybe that would have added something, but also in terms of gameplay, you know, as as much as an authentic experience as I thought I was trying to give myself. It's as a video game. It, in it's English, like it just works to a better. Chinese restaurant around here. Like you try to use chopsticks, and you think you're gonna, you think you're gonna be. You do use chopsticks. Want, <laughs> I've do, eaten Asian food. I with do you do before. that, but you even rub the sticks together like a fly was landed somewhere. It's like, Ooh. <laughs> I do that even when I'm not eating. People find it very discomforting. Yes, but I continue to do after it. seeing Get Out. Anytime anybody rubs any kind of <laughs> utensil on something, it just makes me. Un- yeah unnerved but i you know i thought i was giving myself some kind of a different experience by doing that but really it was just it, it was a more of a distraction than anything yeah else. don't try to give yourself some fake ass panda express go get the real shit yeah. that's american right there uh but it's as far as the gameplay it's this big vast open world you're a samurai your name is jin sakai you are the nephew of lord shimura 
Who's up? And he is. He got captured, man. He got by some fat dude. (laughs) They had that big old fight at the beginning, and he he gets captured on the bridge. And don't worry, guys. I definitely haven't finished this game, so I don't think I'm necessarily spoiling anything. In fact, as far as outside of the actual prologue, I've basically fucked off for the main story for about a a week now. There's nothing wrong Um, with fucking off. Yeah, I was just like, as soon as the the prologue was over, so. Your uncle gets captured. You get knocked the fuck out. Uh, A a lady finds you, nurses you back to help, and she helps you, like, escape. And then he's like, all right, I'll meet meet up with you later. Later, girl. Maybe we'll go find your brother (laughs) who's a blacksmith. I'll meet up with you later, girl. And she's like, yeah, I'll help you rescue your uncle or something. There's no pressure, no rush. And this is a game that really doesn't feel like there's much of a rush to do anything really and and that's always one of those problems with these big open world games that have a main story but also all of the side shit that you can do it really makes it feel like you have all the time in the world and that there's no real urgency to get anything done you know (laughs) yeah they're like hey you can get to this when you want to it's It's like like, chores we can rescue you yeah exactly you can we can rescue your uncle or you can slice some bamboo you can go find some fox dens and some some uh some hot springs and stuff and so to that yeah what what i like about this game is that unlike other certain other open world games when you open the map for the very first time there's like a million fucking icons that pop up and it's like oh my god like i'm just gonna be i gotta visit all this stuff i've gotta i've got it's just like checking stuff off of a checklist and this is takes a little bit more of a measured approach to where that that map has not filled in at all and it just has every now and then there's a little question mark it's like hey here's an undiscovered location go to this and it's like oh here's a fox den follow this fox and you can honor a shrine and it gives you a little bit a little bit of, it gives you like an extra charm it gives you a skill point or something you find you hot like a springs lucky rabbit's foot and you're like oh yeah that's yeah. just cool you can pet a fox in this and then it like flies off it's really weird i've got to show you that animation cuz it's very strange there's some wonky shit in this where that fox like jumps 10 feet in the air after you pet it and then it just runs off it's like all right i think we're breaking the little the immersion in the real world elements that we're nah, trying man, to put that's into this straight up for reals dog <laughs> Um, you find hot springs every time you find a new hot spring it increases your health a little bit you get to look at Jin's butt it's pretty good some good stuff <laughs> the actor I seen in there is like hey, my butt looks pretty good my butt in this looks, game. looks good they they really they made it look great so hey, I'm, that's I'm what I'm talking about, about. if I, if anybody 3D modeled my body and put it in a video game I'd certainly want my butt to look good so well you've seen to, my butt I've never seen your butt true. before uh, equally hairless naturally hell yeah otter bodies absolutely well otter bodies are hairy but i'm just like you know skinny and if you shave the otter then that's we'd have otter Um, i don't know i just (laughs) shave the otters is what i'm saying and that's our bodies um yeah if i can't say too much about the main story because i really haven't participated and i think it's it's fine um but it's very um I don't know. I think Jin is a main character. He's more of one of the, it reminds me a little bit of fall Jedi fallen order to where you have a lot of um, stuff going on around you, but the actual character you play as is a bit bland. He's very kind of emotionless. He's kind of like a blank canvas that you can kind of project your own stuff onto. But as far as like his dialogue options and stuff, you know, there's, there's those weird missions where it's like, Oh, we, this guy ran off into the woods, follow his footsteps. And he's like, Hmm. 
He nah. stopped and he stood here. It's like, oh, he lost a shoe here. It's like, okay, man, he took like, a shit over there like a bear. Shit over Did here. it make it sound? I don't know. I don't care if a bear shits in the woods. Does a tree fall down around him? Who, well. who knows? Hell yeah, might as well play. Um, it's all that stuff is a bit like I don't know. It's a bit derivative. Like maybe I'll I'll go back to the main story after this. I just kind of wanted to. One of the things that stood out to me was that you could fast travel from the very beginning. So as soon as you have access to that map, you can, if you visit a location, you can fast travel to it. And I really appreciate that. Um, do you hop on the subway like Spider-Man? No, you, it just, there's like a shortcut scene and then you're, you're just there. So <gasps> what, uh, and <laughs> well, let me ask you, you this. Have, let's say that I am oh, a white boy and I'm going down to my local GameStop <laughs> And which is probably open or not open it could be open it might and be open if you're in a different country than us but and i am saying hey do i get this game or red dead uh redemption it depends on what you like to play so i think this game has a bigger emphasis on combat than red dead does mm-hmm. the combat in red dead is very simple and very repetitive the only thing you're doing in Red Dead, in f- as far as combat, is once you get enough in your dead eye meter, you click in the right stick, you very slowly aim, and you shoot a gun, and you kill people. Um, this like is the a- real world. Yeah, this is a lot more nuanced. It's not as fun as say a Spider-Man or the Final Fantasy VII remake. Those are di- very different combat styles, but they're both fun and engaging, and they're really rewarding when you get kind of get master it. This is a lot more like, uh, I think the only thing I've played that's similar to this is something like Jedi Fallen Order, where you have a a melee weapon, but there's a big emphasis on like blocking people's attacks and different combos that you learn and unleash. And a lot of like crowd control, a lot of enemies rushing in, you're the only person that can like fight them. And so... The hostages were really annoying in this. <laughs> they always crowded down and yeah. they were like, oh, please don't hurt oh, me. No. Like, you can get up now. Yeah. All 40 of them have until, been destroyed. Yeah, until you walk over there and tap R2 and that's like, oh, thanks for bringing my rice back or or whatever. Yeah, but like, I'm going to chop your fucking head off because I did, you didn't get up I did earlier. one side mission last night. She was like, this lady was like, these, mon- these bandits stole my rice. So I went and I killed. She was like, don't hurt them. So I went into the forest which it's the great video game thing where it's like, oh, they ran off and I'll never find them. They're like 20 feet outside your house and like the trees. And there's like 10 of them. They could have been behind yeah. a big tree. They're, okay. There was like two big There might have been some bushes. She couldn't see them. Jake. Come she, on it, was, it was nighttime when I did this. So fair enough. But I went out yes, there. Thank you. Killed all of them. Picked up that rice. Brought it back. And she's like, oh, thank God. I, I told had, you not to hurt them. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I, I haven't had rice in like two weeks and he's like you lied to me and she's like oh i'm sorry and he's like don't do it again and just leaves i was like like what did this add to anything like he's a yeah she shouldn't do it again he's a good guy but it's like i don't know that was just one of the lamest things i had seen in this game so far he's like you lied to me well, don't do that again. <laughs> and it's Maybe like, they're it a very like, forgiving Almost culture. like word for word, the dialogue that happened. He's like, you lied to me. Don't do it again. <laughs> so I cheated on you. You lied to me. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. <laughs> I killed your family. Well, you lied to me. Don't, don't do, do it, it again. again. I'm the one who spent all the money in the bank account. You lied to me. <laughs> don't you do that again. 
Oh, I bet that was nice and loud. Sorry. Yeah, that was close it, to the it's microphone. Cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, that that combat system, it's 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 difficult, but it's not as it's not as hard to get in touch with like, something like a Sekiro or a Dark Souls, which is what anytime there's combat like that, people always compare it to. It's not as punishing as that. You can change the difficulty at any times, and I have to admit, there's a couple of times I did bump it down. Um, this game li- loves to throw um really irritating enemy types towards you so there's uh different types of mongolian warriors classic are they big and small uh yes there's big fat guys that have shields um i've seen that and there's guys that have two swords there's guys that have one sword. and there's there's always in every like company there's like two archers that you forget about. Mm-hmm. So you've killed that. everybody. And then all of a sudden you're on like, you've barely got any health left. And then you get shot by like one arrow and then you die. And there's brutal death animations in this, which are kind of hilarious in that most games, you know, you run on health, you die. This you run out of health, but you have like a sliver of health left and you just wriggle around on the ground for like 10 seconds until somebody you comes wriggle? and stab. You wriggle? You're just like gasping for breath. You and said wriggle. Cho- choking on your own blood and like spasming until somebody walks over and like stabs you in the chest and then you get a game over. It's I'm like, wow, every single time I like almost get killed, I have to sit here and wriggle on the ground for five to you ten seconds. You wriggle on the ground? I wriggle around, Do you man. wiggle or you... Wrigley Field, man, every time I get Why knocked down. Why are you down, wriggling? Stop of, wriggling. Nobody uses that word this no game, more. man. <laughs> a is, lot of times it's happened. <laughs> no, um, no, that's an old way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, though. I have, I'm not super, super far in, but... I can recommend this as a game that's it's definitely like a big open world if if you're looking for something new and that type of combat combat sounds Sexy. promising in, entertaining for you if you don't mind getting knocked down and dying a whole bunch uh, until you get the hang of it um, it's it's a fun game I think it's very well made but there's definitely some stuff in it where it's just like I don't know if that's like if this is the big send off for the PS4 that you'd necessarily want. It's not, it doesn't have is the depth of some other games. It doesn't have the best character models, the best animations. It has a great looking world, but as far as most of the games that I've played, like I'd say as far as the best looking video game world that I played on PS4, either horizon or God of war, both of those were just beautifully, beautifully detailed. And this is, it has a great color palette, great art style, but you know, there's just something, a little something missing from it. And yeah, there, you're not really selling me on this. I, I, well, I, I like it, but I'd like it and I'd recommend it, but I don't know. It's not for everybody, you know? And I think the combat style, if you can get the hang of it, if you can wrap your head around it, it, it's fun, but it's not, easy for me at least to the constant blocking and parrying especially when you've got like 10 people whacking at you at once like it's a bit hard to remember all of the different combos and stances and stuff and i'm not even that far in and there's like four different stances you can learn there's like earth wind rock fire (laughs) i was about to say earth wind and fire yeah exactly (laughs) no town group and I've only leveled up the water stance and it's basically 
And the only reason I'm good at that one is because you hold down triangle and then tap it like three times and you unleash like a, you do a couple of like whacks with your sword and you can knock, knock people down. It's really helpful for those big fat guys that have sword, the shields because you can stagger them and then you can, uh, can stab them in the chest with it. But yeah, it's, I like this game. Um, I'm sure I'm going to continue to like it, but it's definitely one that I'm going to be chipping away at for a while. What do you don't... mean? Like, uh, you want to be playing it over and over again, or you'll go on side missions, or you think that I... it's just a long game? It's just, I think it's a long game. I don't think it's, it's not nearly as long as like a Horizon or a Red Dead, but I, I think there's enough here to keep people entertained. And maybe once I, I'll feel different once I get back into the main missions and, engaged with the main story a little bit more since I've been mostly doing side shit. But I think this was a game in particular. Once I realized that, Oh, this combat is going to take a little bit of a, a more of a learning curve to get my head around. I was like, I kind of want to do more side stuff and see if I can level up a little bit before I get my ass kicked in like the main missions. And so far I've got my ass kicked in the side stuff. So that really makes me a bit nervous for some of the, uh, some of the other stuff that's to come. And, this is a game called Ghost of Tsushima, and you're supposed to be like this stealth samurai bandit who's kind of abandoning his moral code to because I think the samurai it's more of like a stand and fight. It's all about honor, and you've there's even a whole like side thing where it's like, oh, you kill somebody and you look them in the eyes for you, you come take up their life. I kill you now. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that, and it's like, well, you know that you know, that's all well and good, but these other people that you're fighting don't play by those rules. So if you want to actually beat them, you have to adapt Destroy and change. <laughs> Take their face. Uh, yo, yeah, like Optimus Prime. Yeah. It's so, I I like it so far, but I, I don't know if I'd give it necessarily a ringing, ringing endorsement just yet. Um, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I definitely like the setting, um, but it hasn't just blown me away absolutely at this point so i'd recommend it uh definitely if you're if you need something to play but as far as other games that we've looked at i can't quite give it as much of a rave review at this point as i have some of the other stuff that i've i've played so uh and for you i think you'd hate it honestly right wow <laughs> I don't, why would you say that <laughs> i don't think this is your speed at all <laughs> i'm more of a run and gun kind of guy yeah you if if you i need to go shoot had to learn combos and learn the exact moment to parry and dodge i think you'd get bored of that really quickly it's and it's not ADD. like spider-man or batman arkham um asylum yeah as asylum solid combat to where you can learn to string combos together but it's a little bit more forgiving mm -hmm. and a little bit more fast-paced and fun so the combat in this is it's slower. I mean, it's people whacking each other with swords. So naturally, it's. I love the whack. <laughs> yeah. Love a good whack. Don't well. even have to put swords in it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd recommend it, but uh, you know, just with that that natural caveat that uh, just be aware of what you're getting into. Uh, this game isn't going to fix your life. <laughs> I was definitely excited for it and I'm glad Perfect. I bought it for sure, but I will continue to be depressed. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of depressing, it won't cure it <laughs> for sure. Jake, speaking of depressing golden girls house for sale, $3 million. Would you go for it? Would you buy it for me? Would you 
be my person that would be like, thanks for being yeah, a man. friend. No, you wouldn't. It's three all, million dollars, man. We all know we got we to gotta let you know what... Uh, Which Golden White, World do you think they, I would be? I forgot their names. I only know the actors' names. Well, just tell me, what do you... So there's the Lush, there's the Old Lady, there's the Goody Two Shoes. So and Blanche is the like, one who's the Lush, right? Yeah. I yeah, think I'd be luscious. You'd be her. <laughs> so sweet. Or you'd be the grumpy old grandma that's like, hey, I'm actually 10 years younger than all the rest of you girls, but I'm the grandma. Look at me. I'm dead. I'm all, I'm except dead. Except for here. Betty White. Everybody's dead. Except <laughs> Everybody's for- dead except for Betty White. What Actual did you, quote from that show. What did you think about the uh, new um, trailer for the New Mutants movie? Um, I'll be amazed when that actually comes out. Uh, I You'll think- never see it. <laughs> There's like a wolf, and then like people screaming in the shower. It's, I think it has the potential. It has the potential years. to be okay. I don't think it's going to be any worse than Dark Phoenix, which was actually. Won't they just put that better. out already? I am surprised. Well, there's Comic Con is going to be in a digital event, and I think it's going to be next week. So maybe we'll see an announcement like, "Hey, New Mutants, we've been trying Doubtful. to get this movie out for four years." And it's on Disney Plus now today. Ta-da! So. <laughs> um, Congratulations, y'all. James Bond, they say it's coming out sooner than expected. Uh, good news is it's going to be like a week sooner than expected. Oh, good. <laughs> when is the date that they're shooting for? I, I want to say it was like sometime in November. November I had 20th this sometime is what ago. it looks like. Um, as per usual, it'll be out prior to that in the UK where it debuts on November 12th. Woo! Look so, at that. How exciting. Funny that this was supposed to come out in like April, I think. And then they were like, no time to die. Global pandemic. Maybe we should push this back to November. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we should just push this back. Definitely. Like some other things. Ooh, Ooh. there's thunder and lightning out there. For those of you at home, I don't know if the microphone picked that up. That was one of the biggest claps of thunder I've heard in quite and some man, time. I've heard cheeks clap louder than that. Uh, it was pretty loud, man. <laughs> nah, dog. I go to the club sometime. <laughs> um, Child's Play. There is going to be a Chucky TV series released. Um, to which I say, why? Because the last movie sucked. And really, let's be honest, it's like one of those cult things. You watched that, was- didn't you? Um, yeah, it Aubrey was Plaza dreadful. And Mark Hamill was Chucky. <laughs> yeah, um, Aubrey Plaza doesn't know how to play a mom. She's not a mom. And I, I won't knock her for that, but it just didn't feel like her and the kid had a real... She's like, oh, God, my kid, he's upset. And it was just like, oh, okay, that's okay. not uh, believable. All right. Uh- <laughs> uh, Tenet has been delayed again. Um, Indefinitely this time. Yeah. They pushed it back two weeks at a time. And it was supposed to come out August 12th. And then they were like, you know what? Indefinitely. I burped yeah, when they're I probably said that. just pissed <laughs> off at it. It was just like, fuck it. Um, I mean, what pressure to be the movie no that's pressure. supposed they to be to, to say. We the- talked about this. We talked about this. Jake has told me that he was like, um, this game. No, it, Christopher or, this, Nola, or this movie needs to be my like glasses the number up one. I was like, Christopher Nolan movies always uh, do generally pretty well at the box office, and that's why they. Uh, that's why they. They, they the would, Hollywood people think that this is actually gonna this be is going to do it. A big resurgence. Like, why would they do a video <laughs> or uh, like a superhero movie? Like you got Wonder Woman and you got um, Black Widow. This is like women movies. Let's go for it. I think that 
Nolan movies are at a unique crossroads to where they appeal to a lot of people that have crossed over from like, oh, this is like an indie movie, but a big budget indie movie. And then other people that are like, I think they enjoy watching Nolan's movies because they're quote unquote smart movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make them feel better about themselves if they understand the plot. Well, uh, so <laughs> let me throw this out here. I, me... I, and I, I like him, but yeah, I, there's a lot of pretentious people or just you know, people that are just are used to watching blockbusters and they're like, oh, this is a smart movie. Well, let me like, ask you this. So let's say that Matthew this movie McConaughey was behind the bookshelf the oh, whole time. <laughs> Don't let me leave, Murph. So let's say that this movie's out there. All right, with the climate of the world right now and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, let's say that Black Panther, the sequel, comes out at this time. I haven't let's finished say, it yet, so... Well, let's just say... If you're saying now, if this which is movie the one that would choose? save the movie you, theater. Yes, which would you put your money uh, into? Probably that one. Uh, if, it, if it were the ready. Black Panther? If it were ready, but this has all been something I, where it's like, this was always supposed to come out in July Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, even though you can add it into the fact of the global climate, I think superhero movies would still take off. Potentially. So. Maybe with the, with the right message. I feel like anything new that was supposed to I come like out. Wonder Woman would be the one to do it. I th- I think this is always going to be the one. Once they saw the way that this was going, this was always supposed to be the one that was that was going to do it. And Christopher Nolan's like, you know, we we like. Uh, I think he's British. Oh, we we're gonna we gotta watch this. Oh no, uh, a movie theater, and this is the best British accent I can do. Where I'm just whispering. It's just whispering. It's fucking dreadful. It's not even an accent. I'm just whispering slightly. You're being penny dreadful at this point. Uh, That might actually be more Stewie from Family Guy than Christopher Nolan. I have actually no idea what he sounds like in real life, but this was a superhero movies will be the one you put your money behind. I think this was a decent one to bet on, just because they from the very beginning they were like, we're not delaying this, and they're like, okay, we'll delay it like a week, maybe three. Maybe, you know what? We'll we'll see, <laughs> which is what, at the point that we're at now. Yay! And it's disappointing because I want to watch this. I want to watch this, but I just really am actually fiending for any new movie. Yeah, anything new that's not. I haven't even watched shitty. Bloodshot yet. Maybe I'll go home and do that now. <laughs> watch their Winnebago love scene. Well, the the in a Walmart parking lot. The upshot or a cliff. of the upshot of Bloodshot is that it's not very long. So even if it sucks, and which I don't think it completely does. Perfect. You've sold me not, on it. I'm going to spend $25 on it. Get my popcorn it's, ready. It's definitely one to spend $25 on to watch at home to where you can cool. look at your phone for half of it. <laughs> um, I am totally. Man, they are in that like, Winnebago, aren't they? When the Winnebago's that? are rocking, don't your ass come a knocking. Jake, I got some great news. Canada no. CDC suggests glory holes for safe sex during pandemic. Why? Why? And there you go. Um. <laughs> and there you go. Um. TMZ so, reported this, so you know it's for reals. But they did um, also include an infographic, which includes no. before and after sex. Wash your body with soap and water. Use batteries like walls. 
wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Use Wash sex toys thoroughly with soap and water before and after use. Note to self, you can wash off Wear STDs. a face covering or a mask. Interesting. Heavy breathing during sex can create more droplets that can transmit COVID-19. Well, there you go. If there's a partition in between here's, you. Here's my favorite part of this, which might could Who's uh, on the other side extend, of that? Who cares? A avoid mouth mouth, right? or limit kissing and saliva exchange. Well, you can saliva. No kissing, no eye contact, Ryan. Not at this glory hole. No. Not at this Canadian glory well, hole. Well, I don't even pay extra for that anyway. If you're going to make eye contact with me, that's on you. Yeah. I'm not paying extra for it. You're going to let me thrust until I'm done. So, yeah. Apparently, it's safer to use walls like a glory hole. So, how about that, eh? Jake, if you could <laughs> choose one part of a man's body to have sex with, what would it be? Uh, armpit. If you could choose one part of a woman's body to have sex with, what would it be? Uh, probably the vagina. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. Pref- preferably. <laughs> Good talk. Um, That's sp- where babies come from. Why would you say that? You just butthole all the way. Speaking of something that isn't butthole all the way, apparently that Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, which, man, that's a long title. It's been uh, entered. Entered. Full development. So I can't wait to play that game in 2026 when the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake comes out. Part two of six, probably. Who who even knows how many that's going to be? I love that first part, but man, I am bummed that they weren't immediately like, hey, part two coming out in six months or something like that. You know, it's just the waiting years between installments and the, the way that this article read it really made it sound like they just started like a couple months ago. And they're like, oh, we're in full development now, man. Check it out. This game definitely not going to take that much longer, maybe. I don't know. They motherfucking lied. Oh, yeah. I love the first one, but man. What if, (laughs) hear me out. What if they do four chapters on PS4 and then the last chapter is on PS5? Oh, I can't. <laughs> you know what? The way that Square Enix operates, they kept releasing games on the P- PlayStation 1 until like 2002. Yeah. So that act, that business model actually makes sense for the way that they think. So what if they, if they did the rest of this series on the PlayStation 4? They're like, oh, this is the last PlayStation 4 game released in like 2025 or something. <laughs> Hey, people are going to buy. There is a precedent that they've already set for uh, from from a while ago. But so how, maybe they'll do a, it. <laughs> what craziness would that be that people would have to buy it after they've been so invested? Then they they'd would totally to do it. Go buy like a PS4 on eBay because they've already sold theirs. And all of a sudden, like, hey, we're going to release these games on PS4. But guess what? For some fucking weird reason, they're not backwards compatible. We so don't you give gotta, a fuck. This is what we're going to do. You got to go up in the attic and dig yours out or go get on eBay and find one and it's going to be the shitty version and I not <laughs> i wish i saved my ps2 i know where it's at i gave it to a buddy but my ps3 i just don't know man ps3 has been the letdown i ps2 was a stronghold for me i'm just like do i need to hang on if i get a ps5 do i need to hang on to this one or not well like, it's like just an investment t- it's like baseball me. cards and stuff like that you know like somebody just sold like a LeBron James like, card for like one point eight billion or million dollars. <sighs> yeah, right. It's stupid. Even if there was one game that I wanted to play on this PS4 that I couldn't play on the next one, I would save it. Honestly, <laughs> because, 
because I'm I'm the definitely the kind of person that's like, oh fuck, I don't want to miss out on that. I do, I definitely don't want to. I don't want to wait. Like, what if I what if I do want to play that someday? Oh my god, I can't get rid of this. Ugh. So the Ukrainian president has endorsed Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yes, Doc- a documentary because that's what the gunman who had hostages had suggested that he do in order for him to let go of the hostages. I don't understand this article, so uh, you post it. So you know what? If you guys want to learn more about it, go ahead and read the whole thing because well, that article was confusing is, as fuck. Shit's crazy, <sighs> the president of Ukraine. Volodymyr Zelensky, which you may remember from that guy that Trump had that phone call with that he got impeached for. <laughs> so yes. same guy. Nice to know he's still going strong and is also a Joaquin Phoenix fan. So of course. Yeah, absolutely. Read that if you want to learn more. Uh we haven't, but maybe you do. Links on our Facebook article or IGN if you want to read more about it. IGN. But IGN, Ryan. What is that? IGN. That feels like it. What does IGN stand for? Uh, Internet. Definitely not international gaming news. That's what I would choose. <laughs> Isn't that right? Or internal gonorrhea network. Oh, well, I would have never have guessed that. Um, interesting. <laughs> interstellar grommet uh where this starts within anyways america (laughs) ryan we finally finished um there's no good segue for that we finally finished umbrella academy season one preparing for season for preparing for season two yay i just have to say before we get into it too much thank god this this uh this improved quite a bit um yes as we said last week that was a slow starting season and a slow starting series and i was about by episode three i was about ready to quit on this and just google why would you do to see to see how the rest of the season went um but man what a fucking turnaround i am delighted that we wound up doing this and seeing it through to the end and it's improved so, so much over what I, my initial first impressions were of this, which were very, very, very terrible. <laughs> very, 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 like, very, I said terrible? like eight terribles. My God, Jake. Eight varies. And then one terrible. Some would say Ryan as a whole, what, what do you think about this season? As I reach for your stress ball, what you drop? No, you, before. you reach for your stress ball. I drop my balls. Whoop. Thank you. Good catch. And um, <laughs> I think at the beginning it got a little crazy, but I did find myself clutching to needing to know how this ended. So uh, after the first five episodes that we looked at last week, I was like, in the initial start out, I was like, all right, so we're just like learning about people. And sometimes people's intro stories are a lot better than others. Like, Iron Man versus maybe like Captain America, right? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I hated the first Avenger. I thought that was a bad, bad movie. Yeah, I mean, I thought it wasn't like the worst movie I've seen, but it wasn't like the best movie I've seen. Iron Man was far superior, and I would actually argue that sometimes, done correctly, that I would like to see someone's origin story over someone's 
not seeing their origin story, I guess. Potentially. I think yeah. done correctly is the big uh, big term in there. <laughs> because a lot of times into, it's not. <laughs> what we ran into here was done incorrectly. <sighs> and A slog, some would say. but Just dreary. And- you needed some backstory on these people to know where they came from. And kind of like... Uh, a lot of it for the, for me was like, oh my dad, my dad, my dad, this dad's like so stupid, and it, and they even made fun of it kind of too. Um, I mean, coming from a broken home, I I mean, obviously my father's been some stuff to me, but at the same time, I'm just like that doesn't define me as a human, and it isn't something that I keep going back to. It's kind of like sexual orientation, like who cares what hole you're putting it into? That doesn't define you. Um, so yeah, I feel like the first couple episodes of Umbrella Academy was like that. And then it started picking up once again. I just really didn't want to hear about, uh, Lars and Allison's wanting to Luther. be together or Luther or whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is because he's so forgettable. Gorilla boy. He's yeah. Not, pretty he's, much. He's so forgettable. He's, he's so white bread. He's all, he's just like the do gooder. He's like, at some point, all right, he'll, dad, come he'll go to the moon. We're definitely not going to blow the moon up later. <laughs> and then the guy that plays Diego is like dark and brooding, which they made fun of in the next five episodes. Um, I think Klaus is most interesting because I think he's got more depth to his character. For sure. He's um, got a lot of baggage, that's for sure. Yeah, and I feel like Allison's even more of an interesting character because she has some baggage too. Though her baggage is not put out there as well, it's put out there as much, but it's, it's just they, not as intriguing. I think they explore her and her personal relationships more the, the more that season goes on. Because Allison, when she's introduced, is more... It's like, oh, she's a movie star. She used to be in the Umbrella Academy. Now she's a movie star. What is you know? What is she up to? What she's is kind her, of superficial What's her power? Beginning. Yeah, she's very superficial. She's very dismissive, especially towards Vanya, which definitely that will come up. And bite you in the motherfucker. Yeah, I I think I definitely agree with you. I think Klaus is probably probably one of my favorites. Five is also really interesting in that I thought found him really irritating the first couple episodes. Like, oh, this guy is just like a fourteen year old, and he's just a dick. And but he seems like he'll be the constant. We saw the trailer for the next season. I feel like his character is going to be constant, while everybody else seems like they changed slightly it's changed slightly at least the the season two trailer seemed like it was more of a it seemed like it's more of a fun romp i bet once we get into it it's not going to be that but it just seemed more like a comedy and yeah. it almost poked fun at the era because it was like oh milk uh, albino milk people chasing after well, what once we now that it's actually we're time traveling and we get to see that time travel I wouldn't be surprised if it did kind of take that tone to where it can kind of poke more fun at the the area that is visiting because fuck if 2019 wasn't dreary and depressing the way that it was depicted in this and well, it was almost like 2020. Oh yeah, they um, were a year too early. <laughs> just a backstory on what's going on. So in the next five episodes, we find out that Vanya's uh, boyfriend or whatever Leonard, whose real name is Harold, yeah, which he is also is equally as forgettable, a but- murderer. And he helps unleash the beast inside of her, uh, Vanya, who finds out that she has magical powers. And her magical power is to take sounds and, like, project them out in forces. 
It's it's kind of it's like that. It has something to do with sound. It has also to do with her emotional state. Yeah, she's a little crazy too, because man. Because he more emo basically provokes her emotions, and he can provoke her emotions to affect her physical surroundings until but she, she doesn't kill that bitch. Completely know how to control it yet. Well, Which it doesn't seem like she ever knew how to control it. Not really. And that's why their mom <laughs> came why into so play. she's so unstable. <laughs> well, that's why their mom came into play, because she was a robot nanny, because she uh, Vanya had killed all the other nannies, because she was just too strong, yeah. and she didn't want to eat her oatmeal. She didn't want to eat that oatmeal, man. I mean, what flavor? But as soon as she, she somebody stepped up to her, she like... threw her across the room, too, and her f- head was on backwards. She's like, hey... You You're gonna eat, eat this, this motherfucking shit. And Got this like, new spoon for you. All right, holla at me. Eating this oatmeal. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the the growing theme that we we the the I, when I was taking notes during, during the first part of the season, I was like, man, everybody hates Ellen Page, and they're really really mean to her for unnecessary reasons. I was like, there has to be some reason that everybody is such a dick to her like that's got to come into play at some point yeah man it sure does doesn't it (laughs) she was the biggest actor actress out of any of the biggest name on this list for sure and definitely one of the people that can act is compared to some of the other cast you know what i noticed about her voice it's very like nasally and like i'm surprised anybody would listen to her but I don't know if that's just for this where she like doled herself down because I've seen her in like Hard Candy and Juno and she's um, a great actor, but she definitely is is tone stuff. I don't know. She's just playing a different sort of character, and and that's it's almost like this very reserved. Say that she prefers to do that. I don't know. It, It it well, it seemed out of character for her when she when she has that showdown with Allison and they're like screaming at each other. And, and she, she was like, stop saying that. And she's like, here's some gl- random shards of glass to your throat, whatever. No, she, I wasn't shards of glass. I thought she just took she, that thing. And it was like a lightning bolt. And she like cut. I think that throat. she, she had like the whole house, the whole like log cabin was vibrating. And then she, once she reached that emotional tipping point, she let go and just some random stuff hit her and like the neck and just sliced her. One of her arteries open damage your quote-unquote vocal cords nothing won't be vocal cords or something else well Uh, she'll need those because she can't say rumors have happened can't say rumors man and as it turns out that was probably one of the biggest um biggest revelations wasn't it was that her powers she used on her little sister when she was like five years old six years old something like that she's like i had a rumor that you you're an ordinary girl you don't have any powers or whatever because uh, Doctor Doctor Reginald Hargreaves, uh, he couldn't figure out how to how to control this girl, could he? Everybody else, he had like a program and a regimented schedule. He couldn't, and, and he was trying to, and then he decided, he like, yo, let's just pretend that you're normal, and then we'll have someone tell you that you're normal by telling that it's a rumor. And like, that's another thing that was like a plot hole. How come she has to phrase it that way? That's very. That's a very strange way of phrasing that i wonder if that's a gerard way sort of thing or if there's an actual a gerald way jake if there's some in-universe justification for that because that almost sounds like that's one of the few points to where i could be like oh here's a my chemical romance things coming into this because that's mostly like kind of devoid from this world 
My Chemical Romance. Well, I mean, just that whole kind of weird scene influence. It's not really felt in this at all, but that was definitely one of those little points where I could be like, I heard a rumor that you, you know, lick a dick a day. How about that? And you're like, oh, God damn it. I can't. I lick a dick a day every day. (laughs) That dick a day happens I heard, I heard a rumor that you're you're a little kid that don't have no superpowers. How about that? Superpowers. You definitely can't destroy the world. You can't accidentally blow up the moon. Yeah, you can. That'd be ridiculous. You can't do that. Yeah, I honestly thought they were going to stop the apocalypse, which was like the what they were trying to do. I thought they were going to succeed too, and and I they was failed. Kind of delighted, but also I thought it was funny that they are kind of the direct causes of that they're the Even way that they, they thought they stopped it they thought they stopped it at least twice and what <laughs> you guessing what? man they really did was motherfucking right should we talk about uh, hazel and cha-cha a little bit um i didn't find their story as interesting I, hazel and cha-cha have been sent weird. there to kill um number five to prevent because they work for the same agency for the handler um we also learn that number five gets pulled into this world to kind of help out but multiple times actually (laughs) yeah because they're really a fan of his work i enjoyed the flashbacks and the flash forwards quite a bit in this and i think that if we get more stuff of them in season two where they're the the kid umbrella academy i might enjoy that even a little bit more um I but like we that. won't get that because we saw the trailer yeah, for we, the we new did season. see that but we, don't, we don't know that we won't see more of that it we seems might like see some but we won't see more. they're relying quite heavily on that and i enjoyed the the weird flash forward where he's accidentally jumped forward into the apocalypse and now he's got to live for 40 years where he's walking around with that mannequin and all of a sudden the handler shows him. She's like, hey, you want to be a time-traveling murderer or whatever? Yeah, sure. You want to go shoot to. JFK like 100 years ago? And he's yeah, like, yeah. shoot that right. bitch. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> All day, air day. Yeah. It's such a weird show. I like it, but man, this show has such a strange, strange vibe to it. It's really, it's hard to nail down an exact genre that it it belongs to, but... I like it. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of it, and and that's not something that I would have said this time last week, where I had. Well, yeah, I think after the first few, five episodes, you thought it was more interesting. Maybe not the hit. first two or three episodes, yeah. but after that, you were like, "Yeah, it's all right." If you haven't watched it, I I do recommend it, especially now that season two is coming out. Get caught up because I feel like there's going to be a lot of direct references to shit that happened in the first season and you are not going to know what's happening. And I'm, I'm glad that we decided to do this. I'm glad we decided to catch up on this because this went flew completely under my radar. It didn't look like something that would appeal to me at all. And even after the first few episodes, I was like, I don't know about this, honestly, <laughs> but it- it pays off. It, it really does, does pay off, but you have to endure two hours to three hours. Yeah. It's kind of like the tutorials at the beginning of the game. You're it like, is. <laughs> should I continue or should I just kill myself? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times that you'll find that you need to kill yourself. But in this case, maybe after two to three hours, maybe you should 
choose life. I don't think you'll get too many opportunities to make that decision. What do you mean to kill yourself? No, yeah. every you're day is to get, kill yourself. You're not going to get multiple decisions. chances to do that, though, to make that decision. No, you definitely do. You have so many um, choices. <laughs> so yeah, many. It, get, it gets better uh, in terms of mental health and in terms of watching Umbrella Academy season Does one. Does it? No, this one, this one definitely did. I'm, I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad you suggested it. Even though the first couple ones, I'm like, oh, fuck you, Ryan. Like, well, I like the <laughs> twist wherever it was like, oh, my God, they're saving the world. Uh-oh, there's going to be some change. And then she, like, Ellen Page shoots her power uh, and points it towards the moon. And the moon shards and, like, debris as it blows up. Do you like that? Down. Do you like that moment? Because that happens. I thought it was very cool. I didn't I expect that. I kind of like Ellen Page's character where she was, like... It was like emote. a bomb. Yeah. And she was turning white and stuff like that. I and I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I last week whenever we did this and we only saw five episodes, I said it was kind of like Jean Grey being um the Phoenix, yeah. where she just was like a good character and all of a sudden she turned off into a bad character. But you could see the signs to where she was being kind of pushed towards that and you yeah. called it. You're like, I bet Ellen Page is gonna like cause the apocalypse or gonna be involved in it somehow. Yeah. And, and yep, <laughs> she sure was. And I think the interesting <laughs> part is so what doesn't interest me about the next season? It looks like it's the same plot, like, oh, they're in a different time period, but it's the same kind of scenario where they have to try to stop the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Stop the apocalypse. So maybe we can invest a little more in the story instead of the backstory. Hopefully I'd like to see more character moments and less backstory. And we look like we get to see their father too. They like sit at a table and talk to him, but everybody seems to be a little more comical and in their own world. And, but what does interest me is, um before they left and leaped into the next land you know klaus he was able to bring his brother to life to be able to like destroy people yep, so he ben, has that power Ben's back he's got he's got them octopus arms he's slapping people around yeah and he's grabbing people that look like lifting big them with pins. those uh, chopsticks yep <laughs> um and there's also ellen page's character because they said the apocalypse will always have to happen it's us that has to fix her and i'm just like well how are they going to do that because she's an adult character she's conscious how do they overcome that because ellen page's character strikes me as somebody's cautious right yeah because she's always been in repressed the maybe yeah. and, and repressed comes with a side of could be explosive given the right um, well yeah and you find the out right that she is crazy fire. yeah because whenever she's alone with her <laughs> thoughts her thoughts have literally been personified to be like let's show them what's up and <laughs> exactly and that's what started the exactly. apocalypse <laughs> and it's just kind of like well how are you going to tame that which makes it interesting and in the trailers that we saw that she is like back to herself so it isn't like she's this monster the whole time. She's yeah. she's able to be reasoned with. So I think that'll be the most interesting point, which is good because I think Ellen Page is the best actor actress in this group. Um, I really oh, do in Joy Five and honestly. then Klaus, but I think Ellen Page is probably on a tier by herself. She is De- um, definitely in in terms of. Uh, that name recognition but also just acting ability if i'm honest <laughs> yeah well yeah. i mean we've seen her in a multitude of ways like hard candy she's psychotic and she was just a kid and then in juno she was like you know this Tragic. kid having a baby and yeah. it was more of a dramatic comedy 
Um, and I mean, that was like 15 years ago, which is sad to say. It's been a long time. It has. Michael I really Sarah need to go back was and watch. Fucking dad in that. How yeah. weird is that? <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and watch fucking Juno. Polly it's been Bleaker. a while. <laughs> I have it too. Um, she was also in Whip, which she was like a roller derby girl. Yeah. But I mean, she's, she's grown great. up, and these are all like young girl th- roles, so it's very interesting to see her. She's gotten away from the mainstream, but it's kind of come back to it. Yeah, I I think she's great. She's great in this, and in terms of that character she plays, and then the turn that character takes is very believable given the circumstances she's been put under. She's well, you need obviously like somebody been, has some experience well, to do that. She's obviously had like a, a traumatic childhood. Her family looks down on her for various reasons that she obviously doesn't agree with. And then you've got this other fucking psycho that comes in that's manipulating her on a romantic level and also an emotional level. That's like, hey, your family, they kind of suck, don't you? You have powers probably, right? How about you? How about we go out into the... How about we go out to a log cabin and see if you can... good in the beginning. He did. And I knew something was up once Allison was like suspicious. I was like... I bet there's more to it than just her being like a protective older sister. Like there's got to be more to it than that. Well, why and, would she be happy? You know, all of a sudden and then this guy stepping through a life yeah. in these 10 episodes. Turns out he's got a whole book on her apparently and how he can uh, manipulate her and stuff. And he's boy, has he studied that his backstory? I didn't find that interesting. It's like, I found his present more interesting. I was like, then his how past. is this going to play off with her? Yeah. Maybe not so much him, but just ha- the playoff with those. I don't, I'm curious to know what his end goal was. So just really quickly, it's Harold Jenkins or whatever his fucking Leonard Peabody. Yeah. He was like a kid. He was, he had a, this obvious, his, he, his mom died in childbirth. His dad was like, Hey, get me a beer. I'm going to um, slap you if you don't get me a beer fast enough. Oh, childhood. I remember smacked, those days. And he smacked him, his dad to death with a hammer and got like 12 years. But he in had, jail. he had an obsession with those heroes because he was born on the same day. And also That's he right. was, I forgot about that. He, he was looking he might, for a way out to, yeah. And they were like, nothing special about you. Yeah. At least the dad was. And man, his his the conversation he had with Reginald was fucking brutal, wasn't he? He's like, you'll yeah. never be special. In front of Get everybody else. And he was pretty hum- much humiliating yeah. him. So they definitely set that up. But I think his present was more interesting because it's like he's just this normal guy, really. I mean, he's obviously obsessed with the Umbrella Academy. He's he loves word wo- woodworking. Yeah, he's trying to find a way in, but he's like, I don't know. His present was more. In- it's like you said, his present was more interesting than his his backstory. And I just, I'm curious what his end goal was. Like, did he? Genuinely- I think he wanted to kill a ball, but he wanted to use her powers Maybe. to do that. He I wonder if he some kind of genuinely had like feelings for her. If it was all just kind of a I think manipulating he did. thing. I think it was some kind of end with him. I think he was obsessed with them. Um, he but he had scratched to- out their eyes, so you have to think there's something more devious <laughs> there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty, that's a, <laughs> a pretty weird shit going on in his attic. Yes, I killed that lady so she could be first chair in that orchestra thing. <laughs> yeah, I it's I don't know. 
Very interesting. I did enjoy it though. The deeper we got, I the more I found myself being like, "Ooh, what is going to happen?" His death was pretty fucking brutal though. Where she, yeah, he got stabbed like a million times with every knife in the you house. You say brutal, I say fucking tight. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's good. I don't think we spoiled that many things. We kind of danced around a lot of things, but. Yeah, this series is good and it is genuinely good. And after we finish the entire thing, I'd I'd recommend it. I'd probably recommend it over Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. <laughs> Still hard to say. Tsushima. If you're looking for something casual, I definitely there's a barrier to entry in the kind of weird way that you said that the first couple of episodes are almost like a tutorial thing that you have to get through. Yeah, you just have to get through it and just suck it up, Buttercup. There is a payoff in the end, and and I think that is it does wind up redeeming itself. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff to like, and I am genuinely excited for season two now. Something I wouldn't have said after the the first few ones, but man, this has really it's a weird, quirky show, and I think it's always going to kind of be that way. But I'm I'm here for it now. I am. <laughs> Are you here for it? Are you, I'm here for it, Ryan. You're going to be that guy. You're going to be here for it. I am that guy now. You go ahead and be that guy. Well, Ryan, anything else you want to add? Um, No, that the uh, new season of Umbrella Academy comes out uh, July 31st. So I hope that we can go back and look at that. I think that we will just to uh, make it, you know, you know, that we've reviewed this part. So why not? <laughs> Yep, coming in 2022, Umbrella Academy. Our review of Umbrella Academy. No, season but we'll two. be quicker than that, eh? Eh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But I am excited to see where it goes. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Share the show with a friend. We appreciate you guys. And as we say at the end of this episode and every episode of Almost Accurate, nighty night, you little bitches. Until next time, you little bitches. Nighty night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.